I don't know if you guys have heard about xfactorroping.com, but I highly suggest you check it out. We average about two hours of new footage per month. We have over 1,500 videos. All of our members, if you are a premium member of xfactorroping.com, you can get personal coaching for free with Charlie Crawford, Ryan Motes, and Buddy Hawkins. So guys that are out there roping for a living, doing it day in and day out, you can post videos and they can help you out with your roping. That is with our membership. For what we put into roping, that's a huge amount of value and a way to get something out of it all the time. Guys, it means so much to me that you support us and I, I just really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So I'm here with Jackson Tucker. Uh, Jackson, uh, for the guys that don't know him, 17 years old. And, uh, you know, I've got to know you a little bit over the last year and a half or so, but man, when it really started to jump out to me with your roping and where you're at was when I go to a jackpot and uh, right there in Stephenville and you would have Patrick Smith. And I mean, you, you basically were getting the, the top tier of healers to rope with you at the pots. And then I would watch you rope with the jackpots and you, you know, you do a great job getting your guys through the roping and placing in these ropings and, and winning good at these opens. And, I was just like, man, this is, it's really fun to watch because I remember being 17 years old and there's no way I could handle that situation. I, I mean, and, and especially not from being around this area too. You know, you grew up in North, North Carolina or South Carolina? North Carolina. North yes. Carolina. So man, I just appreciate you being here and it's, I'm kind of excited to, to kind of get to dive into your mind a little bit on, on how you process things and, and work at it a little bit. So thank you for, uh, you know, for doing the filming today and and you know just being on the podcast yes sir thank you all right man so where did you grow up and let's kind of let's get a little bit of background on you i grew up in uh in charlotte on a ranch in charlotte um my whole family was there uh kind of every everybody roped every, i mean i don't remember it much there I, we, we left whenever i was i'd say in the first grade and and moved up closer towards the mountains kind of um kind of got out of charlotte so but I grew up there. Luke Brown was always around. I remember a little bit. Him and my dad would always rope together. Corey Kidd, my cousin, was always there. And all my other cousins that roped, we were still young. We never roped in. But I just, I kind of, that's where I kind of remember starting and then before we moved up. Right, right. So, you, I mean, being from back east, you get a rope and got to be friends with Luke and, and get to know some of the guys as well as your dad. He knows them pretty well. And, 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 that, and that dang sure, this kind of helped kind of getting to know Luke and, and these different guys. But when did you uh, start getting around a lot of these guys and practicing with a lot of these guys that essentially rope for a living and making the finals and, and doing that, uh, you know, roping at the highest level for a living? Right. I uh, actually, we, we, me and my mom and my dad and my brother, we'd always come out here and we, we would come to Luke's and he would always take me around. We, I mean, we went roped at Jade's. We would go to Patrick's. We'd go to Chad's. He would always have somebody over there good healing. He was roping with Martin. Um, and that's kind of the first times I came out here and I, I met a lot of people. I was still young then. I was nine or 10 um, when I first came out here. And then we kept coming, kept coming. And then finally I probably turned, I was 15, 14 or 15. And I went with Luke all summer to the rodeos. And after the first summer, I knew everyone. I knew everyone, I talked to everyone, I met everyone. Uh, every guy that roped great. And then after that, or since then, kind of, I've, I've come out here by myself with Luke and, and lots of different people and got around and went to all the ropings. I would go to all the, the lower number ropings and now I've kind of gotten to where I rope at every open roping. So right. kind of been like that. And uh, you, are you, what's your head number now? I'm a seven. Seven header. So how long ago did you just 
really start entering the opens and kind of the kind of basically the higher number end of the ropens? Probably about half a year ago, I would say. I mean, I entered some before that, but kind of the honestly here lately, I've just entered open strictly. I feel like that it, getting winning gives me confidence, but getting beat by all the great headers gives me even more confidence. So. Right. To me, if I rope more at the open ropings than anywhere else, I feel like it betters me for sure. Well, so let's talk about that with the with these first couple of opens that you're starting to go to. Um, who are some of the guys that you were roping with when you're kind of starting out? Um, I, I, when I first started out back home, I would rope with uh, Tom Bourne a lot at some of them open ropings, and uh, kind of back back there, you rope with everybody in or up, anybody that was back back home, but. When I first came out here a lot, like I roped with, I roped with Dustin Searcy a lot, I roped with Patrick a lot, Levi Lord a few times, Jade a few times, I roped with Wesley Thorpe a few times, so it's been really good, I've been blessed to do it. Right, and, and what's some of the reasons you think that those guys have, you know, you've been able to get such good partners and, and win with those guys? I feel like that I, I've got a good relationship with everybody. I, 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 I try to have fun with everybody and talk to everybody, and so I got a good relationship with everybody, but I feel like the more they see me work, working harder at it every day and going and practicing with them and show them, showing them how hard I really want to work at it and how bad I want it, that they kind of want to, I'm not going to say they want to rope with me, but I kind of, I want them to rope with me and it kind of, it just, it works out, so. So do you ever get nervous or, you know, worry about it when, you know, you got Corey Petzka or someone like that, the pots, or how, how do you handle that? Yeah, that was actually, that was pretty cool. I roped with, uh, Corey Petzka, Walt, and Colin one day, and that was, honestly, that was probably the first day I had three great healers. Um, that was, it's been a few months, four or five months back. Um, it was crazy, it's cool, it puts a lot of pressure on you, but I have a lot of confidence too, because I, I, I wrote better under pressure, I feel like, which a lot of people do, and so that was crazy cool, but right. yeah. It's, so when there's pressure on you, because I mean, that's the one thing about roping is, it seems like a, a lot of, Ropers, they want to, as they're scaling their roping and getting to higher and higher levels, their partners get better and better. But then when you kind of hit that point where you got, okay, this is the best guys, now we, it's just time to compete, really. Yeah. And, and what is your mindset at that point when, you know, you've got a great partner and you know, like, hey, this is, does it change from, you know, previous events? Or how do you try to go about that? Mentally? Yeah, it does. It does. I feel like the, the better the partner, the faster you can go. It just seems like seems like you can go faster doing everything. Um, I don't know so much if I uh, if I if I'm fast enough or not, but I uh, I like the fact of having good partners. It makes you feel like you 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 rope good enough, so it makes you rope good. I feel like, um, but I don't get nervous much. I don't. I feel like I don't. I just I have a lot of confidence in myself that I'm gonna I'm be able to do good for them and if. I feel like that the faster I go, and if I'm if I'm nervous, I tense up and I'm rope good. And if I'm confident in myself, I'm going to be going fast and setting the run up good for them. Maybe that, I mean it's going to want them to rope with me more right. often. <clears throat> and then the, the other thing I think you got too that I noticed is you've got a run that you like. You know, you, it seems like you know you said it earlier when we were roping the dummy, but you got that one coil really really good on the gain with with really good scoring and good horses. And it seems like you've got that run, and you'll you'll you know you go you've got a good feeling run, and you're able to put it together consistently. Is that is that kind of what you try to do? Is at those ropings, uh, you know, take me through how you try to basically get a partner through the roping, and what's your game plan at a jackpot? 
Right. I feel like that the first run, it, it, everybody says it too, and it's true. It sets up the whole entire roping. Like, if you can figure out how to the first run and and like the first run and try to make that run every every time, not spot throwing, not nothing, just riding, scoring good, riding to the steer, sticking, getting out in front of them, and making it happen fast. Um, I don't know. I just to me, it's it it kind of the whole day you kind of go off that the whole entire day and right i don't know Dude, being able to set the tone early I, I i do i think it's got it, it can affect guys in a negative way but i think it it can be a big positive because it's just like you know you don't have to press anymore if you if you can go there and make the right type of run and it feels really good to you right off it just seems like the rest of the day the roping can kind of flow or you're you're almost like relaxed enough like hey if i need to open it up even more and be more aggressive you're you're not pressing or you're trying to force it you're just kind of letting it come to you so right and the great headers like all the top five great headers they all they 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 set the tone the first run and if you watch them the whole time they score perfect and they just make the same run it seems like every time you're like man if i can figure out how to do that i can i, I got it but yeah not but um Man, they they do the first run. They set it. They set the tone. They go however fast, and it seems like they just do that all day. And if, I feel like if a guy can figure out how to get that consistent, it's, and it's they're they're just, it's like they're they don't mess up. You know what I mean? They just right. Well, yeah, I agree with you. They especially when it's it's good that run. They don't mess that run mm -hmm. up. And uh, the one thing, like yesterday, we were both at the Windy Ryan, and, and we're kind of in similar shoes with the rope us. I think we're straight up on two with a couple of our partners and, and three as well. And uh, but it seemed like what I noticed about the best guys, your Luke Brown, your Clay Tryon, it at some point in the roping, it seemed about round three for me, they started taking risks. Mm -hmm. And and that's the one thing you you know you've kind of been talking about is. You know, what have you learned from watching this, watching Luke and these guys on how to take those calculated risks? What do you think about that? Yeah, they're not afraid at all. They're not afraid to to do it, and they're not afraid to win. Nobody should be. They they take the chance every time, and that's why they beat you up and win every time. Clay Tryon, Luke, Driggers, every one of them yesterday, like you said, they stepped it up third or fourth round, taking chances because that's how they win. They're not they're not afraid to do it. That's how they make their money. If they mess up, they know they can do it again. I mean, and they don't mess up when they do it because they're just, right. it's unbelievable. Well, and I, and I think what I see too is it's just like they, the steers are strong usually in the first two rounds. And as the catch percentage in the opens are 70 to 80% usually, I think that's a pretty good number. Mm -hmm. And so it just seems like by the end of round two, the steers are getting pretty, pretty good. And, uh, and so those guys that, you know, that if they got that medium to just maybe a medium plus steer, he might be just a little bit easier to take that two quill shot or whatever it is, or take some risk at the start, or they might know a steer that's real good and then they can go be five on a, a loper if they've seen him go a couple of times. And, and I think that that's what's so fun to watch is like, I mean, the Windy Ryan yesterday, it jumped out to me a lot because there was five mm -hmm. headers that were all real good on two and three, and then they jumped in front of everyone by a ways with mm -hmm. with the risks that they were taking right exactly yeah they um you see that a lot those guys they they're so good about it when they draw the loper a lot of guys tense up go close don't want to mess up they let them have it you know what i mean they nail the barrier and they they make it happen fast and that's how they beat you that's how they win the roping every time right it's the good steer 
So you're hanging out here at Luke's a lot. Is that where you stay for maybe like a month or so during the winter time or springtime? Or? Yeah, I hear a lot. I Patrick's and Luke's and uh, Brandon Webb's a lot, and just stay around. I try to I, I I try to get around. I like to get around and rope different spots. Have people come over and rope with me. Um, anywhere, but yeah, Luke's, Luke's, Patrick's, Brandon's. Most of the time, a lot enough, and I like. I like surrounding myself with those types of people too. Those are three right. great people about everything, and I feel like that's the biggest thing to me, honestly, is surround yourself with great people, not just roping everything else. They're, they're so good about yeah, it. They're good guys. Great they really guys, are. and they're such good businessmen. They've done everything right. They don't mess up. You know what I mean? Like I just love surrounding myself with them. Oh, absolutely. So being around like Luke, I'll just use him for example. We're right here at his place today. What what have you learned, and what do you get to watch with like Luke when he goes to his practice sessions and how he works at it? He is the best about what I was talking about is keeping it. And this is just my opinion. Everybody has their own, but he is he's so simple. He's simple about everything, and I love. I want to be just like that. I want to be so dang simple and. Uh, but he explains things so simple, and he's a, he's a, he's a, it's, it's weird, because he's the best about what I was talking about, keeping that shoulder back and above the right horn, and he's, he's got, he's just got his own style, it's simple, it's flat across the horns, he rides across there, he can throw anywhere whatsoever, and that guy, he's just, he's unbelievable, really. But I love, he's, he's a grinder, he's the hardest worker. Sure. So, when you say grinder, what does a typical practice session look like for him? Uh, as many steers as possible, as fast as they can possibly be run. <laughs> and he, he doesn't mess up. And if he does, he knows exactly what he did. That's what's so weird. And he, he doesn't need to talk to anybody. He knows what he's working on. He knows what he needs to get done. And he does it in a hurry. Right. And he, he ropes more steers than anybody. What it's, do you think he runs a day, just on an average day? An average day? I'll tell you what's, what's, what's really cool about him is he'll show up in the mornings, like if we go over a rope at Chad's or Patrick's, he'll show up, he'll bring four or five horses over there, and he'll run 40 or 50, and you come driving back by his house later, and he's out here on four or five more getting back after it. That's what I call, I mean, he's, he never loses focus, it seems like. He's, he's, I mean, I've drove by here three or four times a day and just still after it all day long. It's, he's, he, he's one of the best for sure. He runs them. Uh, one experience you got to kind of witness and help him out with that I thought was really interesting is uh, Luke, I think he had a, a pretty bad day. Uh, if anyone hears a bottle sound, well, our podcast, we got a little kitten under the, just chasing a Gatorade bottle around here. But uh, now you, you kind of talked to me about, uh, he's like, hey, go get the Polaris and I'll let you tell this story because you'll know it, but he kind of had, basically I think Luke had a, a rough day where he was kind of missing some, so yeah. I, I was kind of, I yeah, wanted to hear this, this a, one. This is a pretty cool story. He, he told me one day, he's, he told me to get on the Polaris and he had about 15 spiders and uh, he just laid them all on the side of the head box and he told me to get on the Polaris and he had four or five horses ready, warmed up, bridled, tied right there to the head box. And I'm telling you, this man, he, he, would, he would go so fast, duck one back, not face on his practice horse, just come, turn right back around, grab another rope. And I was on the players going and getting ropes and just bringing them back around to him two or three at a time. And I mean, it was just all day long. I guarantee, I couldn't tell you how many times. I mean, I was bringing the steers up on the players like it was all day long. He wanted to rope all day just like that. We had 15 horses saddled out there. And I mean, 
It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. But he's always told me that uh, he thinks that he gets the best of his practice out of just roping steers, nothing else. Just roping, roping, roping. So. Absolutely. So how do you try to go about it with, you know, you're around all these guys and you get to practice at all these different locations and with some of the best guys in the world. How do you try to practice with them and how do you try to set that up for yourself? I'm, I'm like that too. I like to rope a lot, a lot of steers. And I don't have many horses, but I do as many as I can on them, except for my good ones. Um, but he's always told me that it's not going to do anything but make them better if you ride them more, four or five more, six more. I mean, don't just run four on your good ones and put them up. If they're doing something you don't like, and you need to fix it. I mean, that's what they're for. And uh, so that's a big deal to me. Is I, I love just roping, roping, roping too, but I'm more, uh, I, I am more so of slowing down and thinking about what I'm doing, scoring sharp, making sure everything's right. Like, make sure, pretty much basically making sure every, every run counts. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting something out of it. Right. Starting every day with a goal. He does that. We've, we've, this whole week before the windy ride, me and him have been working on the same exact thing, and we talk about it every day, and we go practice together every day, and work on it. So, I mean, right. Will you? Um, so you kind of go with some goal setting. Will you kind of have long-term goals that you're working towards, or how do you try to set that up? As far as, I mean, I, I know that your roping from the last eight months has gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of what process do you try to? How do you how do you go about that with the goal setting systems or just work at it or I'm more of a work at it I know what I want to do uh I know everybody wants to make the finals everybody wants to be a world champ but you can't just sit there in the back of your mind and think that and then just rope a little bit every day I'm I'm more of a hard work hard work at roping I mean just think about it all the time you can't make I mean if you think about it too much it'll drive you crazy I know for sure some guys are like that but um I I like thinking about it a lot I'm but I'm I'm more so like that. I'd rather just work at it than just kind of know what I'm going to do and just think, oh, man, I'm going to be there one day when it's not going to come easy. You know what I mean? Right. Right. No, I like that. And uh, <clears throat> do you find that when you, you know, like when you and Luke are preparing for whatever whatever you're getting ready for, that, that jackpot, will you put yourselves in situations or, for example, like high call at the Windy Ryan, just catch, or how do you try to go about some practice sessions like that? We do a lot of matches, like just – me and him and Brandon or, or whoever we're roping with, Triggers is over, whoever's heading, we do a lot of matches. Um, we don't really do, I mean, we do some high teamers sometimes, like last year in the PN or whatever, but we're more of like matches like five head, five head match, five head jackpot. Um, we'll time it sometimes, but that's more so what it's like. Right. And then uh, do you go to it with uh, the same type of mental process from the jackpots to the practice, so you try to keep that pretty similar, like kind of the same mindset. Or what do you try to do when you, you know, you're backing in the box at the at the jackpots? You kind of how do you handle that, like the mental side of that? Well, I I'm, I didn't used to do it very good, but I feel like I've done a lot here lately. Is staying so focused to the roping and how the roping's going and the pace of the roping. And honestly, I love watching the whole entire roping every run. I don't memorize steel, steers very well, but I'm getting better at it. But um, just watching every run, watching the steers, watching the goes the guys are getting, how they're getting those goes, just watching the whole rope and keeping the pace, just keeping that pace of the rope and see where kind of the runs are finishing out there. Um, that's that's more that, that's how I go about it. I got you. 
And then what about your belief system? You know, you said you kind of got some confidence and stuff like that, but I'm sure you've, you know, had your butt kicked a little bit over here by Luke. You know, how do you how do you handle that uh, being, you know, basically being able to stay confident in yourself yeah. while, while getting to knock heads with, you know, Luke Brown or someone like that? Yeah, I do better whenever I whenever I'm getting my butt kicked. Like, go to these jackpots and Clay Tryon, Luke Brown, Driggers, Snow, Clay Smith, they just kick your butt going fast, scoring so perfect. I feel like I do way better, and that's why I want to just keep entering. I just keep entering everywhere, no matter how it goes, what the what the money situation is like. You got to enter everywhere. Right. That's what I feel like. I feel like the everywhere I enter, everywhere I go, uh, the better I'm going to be able to be. Uh, Clay Smith gave you some advice about that entering. What, what was that? Yeah, he told me. He said every. He said you need to be entered everywhere. He said no matter what. He said it's only going to make you better. You're not. You're not going to get any better by just roping in the 15 and 13, 12. You're never going to get any better. You're just going to be one of those headers that that always ropes in those ropings and always has. He said the only way to get better is to enter everywhere. Right. And I believe it. I really do. It's it's made me better ever since he told me that. I would say probably at the end of beginning, end of last year, beginning of this year, and it was after the wildfire, and uh, we talked about that. And I, I really do believe it. I believe, I believe it's made me better since then, too. Right. So what's been the biggest pressure situation in your roping so far? Uh, every short round at the open ropings, it's, it's a lot of pressure, but the, like they say, the last year should be the easiest one. Um, there's a few different spots that have put a lot of pressure on me, but the big, honestly, I get, I'm more pressured at the smaller opens in the short round than the bigger opens. I don't know why, but I feel more pressure like at a Tuesday night jackpot and Brock short round than I do at the bigger, the Lone Star shootout, the big open opens like the 3S open in Perrin or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know how you are about it, but that's how I kind of am. Yeah, I mean, it's different because you you think about like the, the lower number or the lower number of teams there. That means they're watching you more. You know, you, everyone kind of knows what's happening a little bit easier in the flow. Like it just it seems like a bigger day of roping. You know, they it's you're maybe not everyone's not quite as involved with what's happening run after run and and uh, I, I don't know. It's just got a little different feel. It seems like we are focused on uh, those big ropings. It's uh, you you do, you know you're more spread out with the days uh, or excuse me spread out with the runs you know you've got a longer mm -hmm. time to wait and uh, and then all of a sudden like the smaller forty teamer it's kind of rope and you kind of get in a good click then they work the arena and it's it's time for the short round and and there's it's just a little different feel I I, I know what you mean yeah. but um, it, I do agree with you it's and I had never even thought about it but now that I think like on those big ropings it seems like. I kind of in the rhythm the whole day, like I kind of know the, the run that I've been wanting to make and my game plan. And when I get to the short round, you usually got a plan for that short round because you usually know where the roping's going to be at. Where the 40 teamers, the roping might be completely different. It might be, uh, they might just blast them and you have to go whatever call you are. You might have to go make a good run being high call or second or third high call where, or you might just have to go catch, you know, right. it's just kind of a. It's you really got to pay attention right there. Where a bigger rope in, you gotta, you usually know like, hey, it's gonna, we're gonna have to speed it up. So, right, yeah. I I tell you what helps me a lot too is when I go sit up there and watch the ropes beside the head box. I I like to, like, if Clay Tryon's sitting over there, Clay Smith is, Luke Driggers, Snow, like, 
any of those guys that just sit, I like to sit there and talk to them about it. Honestly, just sit there, watch the whole rope with them, and talk to them about it. Luke a lot. I like to talk to him a lot about it too. Um, sitting there and Clay Smith, we talk about it a lot. We just sit there and talk about it, triggers, whatever. But I do, I do really good. Right, kind of picking yeah. at the, yeah. the guys. What do you think about that? What do you think about this? Those I guys, try not to change much during the whole day, but it kind of makes you want to when you start thinking about it. Yeah, it gives you gives you something to think about when you know the next rope in or when you want to add something to your game. Like, hey, I was Clay really had a good a good feel for the score here or something like that, and mm-hmm. I might have been misreading it that day. And and I think that I think it's important to I think that's why a lot of guys ask you know the questions like you know where was I at on that start or what do you think it is or and just trying to get that feel for the move or whatever they're working at yep. with, with that with that roping. Uh, well, man, that's that was kind of the main stuff I was wanting to hit is I, I'm just so impressed with how well, you, you know, you're okay with with entering and, and, and how you handle winning and how you handle losing and, and just the whole being a, a guy like I always go back to it, but being in the process of mm-hmm. how you want to win and, and how it's accomplished and it's through your work. And so you're not ever worried about results and I, I think it's just so impressive especially for you at a young age because I know I, I mean even still me now I, I would get I, I still uh, probably would get nervous or you get more uh, you know yeah a little more intense when it, you get different partners or different situations like that and it seems like you've been in the fire really really a, a while now for the last few months here and have done well and and it's been yes, cool sir. to watch so yeah, it only it thanks for make you better for sure. Just entering and getting beat a lot, but yeah, and it gets better partners too. When they see you grinding it out like that, they they want to rope with a guy like that. All the good healers do, and I just I feel I feel like they do anyways. I don't know. So well, and I think that that's so important. I want to hit on that is being able to grind it out and and to get deep into the ropings. You know to to not take yourself out early and to kind of have your run and be making your run and then if you need to go you know be able to take risk maybe that's when you know i i feel like that's what you see a lot is guys will go to especially headers i think healers it's a little bit different i think healers can be aggressive Mm -hmm. throughout the day but headers it seems like okay i might take a little bit more of an aggressive start here and i might try the one and a half coil shot and uh and really try to be five or six in certain situations and mm-hmm. and that's what's that's what's fun to watch as you kind of evolve and, and speed it up and but be able to get deep into the ropings and and lots of ropings like that right yes sir awesome well, thank you very much i appreciate it yes sir thank you